Welcome to the Positively Wiccan Podcast, your home for reliable, trustworthy information about crystals, cards, spells, rituals, energy, and all things metaphysical to start and strengthen your Wiccan practice. All right, let's get started. Here's your host, Kathy Zimmerman. All right, in the podcast today, we're going to do an after dark episode. So, this is an experience I had gee, quite a while ago, I want to say maybe about 20 years ago, I was asked to come and there was a young couple that had bought a house in a certain area and loved the area so much that they decided to buy the house just a couple doors down at the end of the block and renovate it and they were going to rent it out. So they had all these big dreams and it was going to be a real money-making venture for them. And they were very excited about the whole prospect of it. So what ended up happening though, as after they bought the house and they gutted it, they started having crazy problems. So the first thing they noticed is that tools would be put down in one spot. And when they came to work on the house the next day, the tools would be in a totally different spot. Sometimes they would have left the tools upstairs. The tools would be downstairs. Sometimes the tools would be outside. That, yeah, there was definitely something amok with that. The second thing they noticed is that more often than not, the front door to their supposedly rental property was open. So what they had done is they started adding deadbolts every time this happened. And by the time I actually went and got to work at the house, they did have a series of five deadbolts on the door. And when we went to the house to for me to see what was going on, the door was wide open again with five deadbolts. So it wasn't really working for them. (laughs) Now, the husband in this situation was an engineer. So a very logical, analytical minded kind of guy. And he was having a really hard time wrapping his mind around all of this. It just made no sense to him. Logically, he had done everything in his power to make sense of the situation And finally, it got to the point that he couldn't. And also, it was affecting their work on the place, who would even help them on the place, and kind of where they were going with things. The woman of the situation, she was very scared of the whole, of everything that was happening. And it was making her sort of withdraw from the whole idea Here they had had this wonderful plan and now it was really not turning out very great. And so she was definitely stepping back. So just to go give a little bit of history before I actually came to the house, as I mentioned before, they bought this second home as a rental property. They thought it was great. It was at the end of the block. It was a cute little house and they could keep an eye on things. They could do the lawn or whatever they needed to do for the renters. So their first renters um, that they got when they 
after they purchased the house, stayed a total of, I think, three weeks, and then left and literally had left all their furniture. They literally packed up and left in the middle of the night and basically left them with a house full of stuff. So they cleared out all the stuff, went and got renter number two that maybe lasted a month. But again, went and said to them the house was haunted, that they weren't going to stay there anymore, and they were giving their notice. Of course, they can't, they didn't really take that as a good reason for leaving and for breaking the lease. So things got a little nasty, but the people basically up and left. They didn't care. So because they weren't having much luck renting it to people they didn't know, they decided they would start trying to rent it to family and see if there was maybe anything to this. So it started with a brother that they rented it to and who didn't believe in the supernatural or any sort of ghosts or anything at all. And he went and every time he went down into the basement by the area where there is a washing machine and dryer he kept seeing a little boy. And again, not being a believer and then seeing this time and time again, he didn't last very long either. So I think he maybe lasted a couple weeks and then he was gone. So now they were desperate. One last try. They go and they get, she gets her sister and her brother-in-law to move in. Now they've cut the rent in half. They're just there. Really, we just really need to, see if you can stay. We just need to have someone in this house just to cover our taxes on it. So she was going and her sister was having a shower one day and the steam from the shower had gone and fogged up the mirror. And uh, when she walked out of the shower, she seemed very clearly written on the mirror. Hello. And that was it. She literally grabbed her bathrobe, put it around her, quickly packed a bag and walked over to her sister's house and never entered the house again. That was absolutely it for her. So they moved out. So now they have this house at the end of the block that they can't rent out. So being his engineered kind of mind, he thought, well, if I go and I got the whole house, change everything around in the house, I'll be able to get renters in. That's what I need to do. So that's what they did. They literally went and gutted the whole house. And that's where he started noticing things himself. So that's where the tools started disappearing. The front door was always open whenever they went there. The door was always open. It didn't matter how many locks, what kind of locks were ever on there. The door was open. So at that point, he was at wit's end. His wife would no longer go into the house. She, her and her family would have nothing to do with the house. His brother would have nothing to do with the house. So now he's stuck. So that's when I come into the picture. When they're sort of at their last resort, they have gone and used up all their other options. That's when you bring someone into the picture. So they went and contacted me and we set up a time. I find a lot of times when I'm doing a house clearing that 
whatever's in the house knows way before we do and takes all the actions they possibly can to prevent me from coming. In this case, there was a couple times where it didn't end up being convenient for them. Something came up. Maybe something came up for me. It actually delayed a couple weeks. But then it was finally the day I was supposed to go over there. I had the address and the instructions to get there all written on a paper on my table, along with all my supplies. I think I have everything gathered. I go out to the car. I start on my way. I'm at a red light. I just quickly go and check everything. And all of a sudden, the address that I was pretty sure was on the top has now disappeared. So I make a UE. I go home. There the address is sitting on my table. I don't really know how that happened, but okay. So now I get the address. I start leaving again. And this was on a Sunday afternoon. I was going. There is normally very little traffic in this area. Never mind any traffic accidents. On my way there, I hit three traffic accidents and was delayed over an hour and a half from the time that I said I would be there. So when I finally arrived at their house, they were frantically looking up in the window, uh, wondering where I had been. I went and apologized profusely about it. And I just said, I'm sorry, there's just something in that house that did not want me to get there. So before I begin an investigation, if I can, if I have luxury, I like to talk to the couple and not so much to find out what's happening with the house but to sort of find out their belief system and how I can explain things to them in a way that will make sense to them and that they can sort of understand. When I do clear a house, I personally like to use a pendulum. So that was one thing I thought I would quickly go over with this couple. So I went and explained the pendulum. I explained how it worked and why it comes in so handy for me when I am clearing a house and then asked if either one of them would like to try it. His wife, it was a total no-go, but um, he decided he would, being the cynic that he was, just, I think, more to prove me wrong than anything. So he went and was using the pendulum, and I said, well, ask a simple question, you know, something maybe about your family. So for him, after he had gone and got the pendulum all accustomed to his energy, he asked the question about brothers. And he said, do I have three brothers? And or sorry, do I have two brothers? And it said no. And he looked at me and I and he said, Well, I do have two brothers. I said, Okay, I said, So you didn't lose a brother at all? Or maybe your mother maybe didn't have, you know, some sort of miscarriage or anything. And he got all white and he said, oh my gosh, he goes, well, yeah, I, I did have three brothers, but I, I lost a brother a couple years ago. So I said, so really, I said, you had three brothers, you have two living brothers, but you have three brothers. And he said, well, yeah, I guess. I said, okay, use the pendulum again, please ask it that way. And once he did, of course, the pendulum gave the correct answers. And I think 
that was sort of our aha moment with this couple where he realized that there was things I couldn't possibly know I could possibly set up. There was maybe something to this whole thing. And there was obviously forces that were controlling this pendulum and that knew things that I certainly didn't know and really made him rethink a few things. So with that in mind, it did make him open up a bit and maybe be a bit more broad-minded to when we are entering his house. And so I did explain to him that sometimes, especially if someone really loves their house, that a lot of times they might be really drawn to stay there. So that could be something that we might be facing. But the other thing is, um, he did bring up to me that while they were taking the walls down, they did find a diary in the walls in between the plaster. And in this diary, it was from the 1920s. And it was written by this one woman who was obviously a mother of these children, and they had lived in the house. And it did talk about how her little three-year-old boy had taken a tumble down the steep basement stairs and had ended up passing away from that. This diary, who, when he first brought it into the house and he found it, his wife was not comfortable with it in the house, especially with the contents of it. So asked him to get rid of it. And his brother, the one who had not lived in the house, had decided to take the diary. And once he did, he found that he had really run into a course of bad luck. He ended up losing his job. He ended up having some quite a serious accident. And things were really not going his way anymore. And he asked me if the diary could be affecting that. And I said, well, it is possible. Maybe there is some ties to the diary or there was some attachment that went with the diary and taking the diary out of its house and out of its safe place might have made someone mad and they just didn't appreciate it. And they were sort of taking it out on the person who now had the diary. So I had suggested to them that perhaps going and putting the diary in a container of salt for a month cycle, a full moon cycle might help clear it. And if things kept going on the way they did, they could return the diary either to me and I would deal with it. Or if they really wanted to, they could try burning the diary, which I know they didn't because it was such a piece of history and they really want to keep that as a memento about the house if they could. So as it turned out, the salt did work, which was great. And his luck did turn around, by the way, long story short there. Okay, so now you have a bunch of history on the house as much as sort of I know. So we go and it was supposed to be in the afternoon, but now after all the delays, it's now approaching evening. We go to this house, we walk down the end of the block, and lo and behold, with the five deadbolts on it, the door is wide open. We walk into the house, and now you've got to remember the house is quite gutted. There's holes in the floors where 
you can see right down to the basement, but you can walk around them. You can just see the framing of the walls. And I said, well, let me just, before you guys come in, let me just take, <clears throat> let me feel around the house and just get a feel of the energy. And you can, if I ask you questions, you can answer me from the front door. So I went and felt the energy around the outside of the house. And I definitely felt in the back corner that the energy had changed quite dramatically. As it ended up, this was where the bathroom had been with the mirror incident. So that was a hot spot for sure. Another hot spot was a really weird place. It was sort of in the middle of the house. And what they had said is that there used to be a wall there and that's where they had found the diary. So there was energy connection for sure where the diary had been. Once we sort of covered the main floor of the house, we went downstairs and the energy and the temperature got colder as you walk down each step. Now, this is an older house for sure. The steps were very steep and it was dirt basement with only partial cement on the walls. The other walls were dirt. Although, I mean, the basement would have been cold anyway. <laughs> it was not, you know, it was a very nice warm summer night, but you could definitely see your breath down in that basement. It was frigid cold. You could see where their washer and dryer had sort of been. He had tools on it that he had actually gone and taped down to the dryer top so they wouldn't move. Unfortunately, it didn't really work, but that was his way of making sure that he had put the tools there when they did change their spots. He knew he wasn't crazy. He knew that they had actually been taped to the top of the dryer. Again, you could definitely, I could see the little boy in the corner watching us, very scared of us, what we were doing there for sure. And in the top of the house on the main floor where I, I felt the bathroom, that was a much more recent thing. That was an older woman I had felt there. So we start in the basement. The first thing I do is sort of say, you know, you guys just wait by the stairs. I'm just going to have a talk with this little boy. So I go into the corner where the little boy is. And I think spirits uh, or ghosts, actually, because this isn't a spirit. This is someone who um, hasn't left the earth plane. So he is definitely a ghost. Very scared, really wanting his family, his mom in particular. and not really happy that we're invading his space. So I go and I talk to him and just explain that I was there to help, that I knew he was scared, but that I could open a portal with the help of the angels and that his mom, he could be rejoined with his family, his mom, his dad, and his siblings. So I did do that for him. And right away, he rushed into his mom's arms and through the light, he went and the whole basement must have warmed up at least 10 degrees right there. It was wonderful. Even the couple could notice the immediate change in the whole atmosphere down there. So, of course, we're 
You have a lot of residual energy down there. So what I did on this particular one is I wanted the couple to really be able to reclaim the house, reclaim the energy of the house and show everything else that was there, that this was now their home. So we started in the basement, doing the salt, doing uh, the smudging, getting rid of all the residual energy down there. Of course, after years of build up with this little boy down there and the accident on the stairs, you can imagine that the energy down there wasn't pleasant at all. So by the time we left the basement, it was not only much warmer, but much lighter and felt just a little easier to breathe down there and felt more comfortable. You would now feel comfortable going down there to do your wash, I think. So then we went up the stairs And the second area I dealt with was the area with the diary. Even though the diary was no longer there, the imprint of that diary, all the emotion and pain and energy that had gone into writing that diary and then safely hiding it in the walls was so evident in that spot. The second thing I did was clear the energy of that spot and sort of release it just letting that energy go that you know what those things were now past the whole issue that the diary sort of centered around and the sadness was now taken care of and that that energy could now be released so once we took care of that the final thing was this back corner where this older woman was so we go to the back corner again there keeping quite a distance from me because this whole thing is sort of freaking them out. But I think a really good learning lesson for them at the same time, because it certainly has opened their eyes to another side, I think. And so now I'm dealing with this older woman. And so I'm I'm talking to her and she's telling me how much she loved her house. This was her home. Her husband had passed. And she had had these little dogs that were the love of her life. And she kept the house immaculate. She kept the yard immaculate. It was just her little world. So I'm talking to her and I'm saying, you know, this house is not what it used to be. It it isn't yours anymore. And you really have to move through the light. And she's there. Yes, she goes, you know, I've been very lonely because my dogs all went through the light, but I stayed here to look after the house. And she goes, do you think that possibly they're on the other side waiting for me? When I sort of opened the portal to the dimension where she needed to go through the light, we could actually hear the dogs barking. And even the couple who was on the other side of the house for me, could hear the yapping of these little dogs. And she's there, you know, oh my gosh, I, I hear my dogs and I'm there. Yeah, you you got to join them. You've got to just leave this place behind. You're going to, you're going on to new and better things. And, and, you know, your husband and your dogs are on the other side. Reluctantly, it did take a bit of coaxing, but it, reluctantly, this woman went to rejoin her dogs and her husband on the other side. And again, the atmosphere of that whole upstairs changed because now the diary and it's was gone, the energy from where it was was gone. And now this old woman who used to hang out in the bathroom 
was gone. And so it was, um, it was a whole change. The whole, the, the air just seemed lighter, more breathable. There was just a lightness to the house now. It was this woman who had, of course, been moving his tools because she didn't want her house changed. She liked it the way it was. She had seen him as quite the invader. She didn't, I I don't think she was a malicious woman. She wanted to let them know that she was there, that she was not happy with the changes. She didn't mean them any harm at all. She wasn't like going to push them down the stairs, but she definitely wanted her presence known, which she did. So all in all, by the end, the house is cleared. The couple is happy. I, again, always put this, you know, little, if there's any problems, you contact me. I am happy to come in. We clear the house if I need to, or try to solve any problems. And I never heard from them again. So I'm guessing that everything was good. I drove by the house months later and I noticed that the renovations were completed and the house was up for rent again. So I think that not only were they able to complete the renovations, but hopefully were able to make some of that money back that they had lost for that amount of time. Hope you enjoyed that story. And uh, yeah, it gave you maybe some goosebumps, maybe something to think about, but uh, yeah. Uh, a little adventure that happened to me and uh, was happy to share it with you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this episode helpful, please take a moment right now to take a screenshot on your phone or device and share it to your social media, letting other people know why you'd like them to listen to this episode. It helps us help more people. So thank you so much for your support. We wish you all of the best for your week and we will see you next Friday.